morning. Good morning. It's good to have you with us. Welcome to church this morning. Hey, we're gonna um, we're gonna do things slightly different than normal this morning, and that's okay, right? Um, so this morning we just want to dedicate our time to to worshiping and praising God um, through music, through praying together, through reading His Word, and and sharing communion together. And then later on, we're going to share some share some food together as well. Yum. Soups are smelling so good. Hey, often, often in our lives at the moment, everything's so busy that we don't get to take time out just to reflect. And we sometimes use the excuse that we're really busy and we don't take time for God. Well, um, I just want to invite you and allow you to have some free time with God now for the next sort of 75 minutes where we're just going to spend time being in His presence, listening to His voice, Reading, reading, reading His Word, and and spending time with Him. So this this space is set up in such a way that allows us just to really, just be in His presence, acknowledge how good of a God He is, and give Him the praise that He deserves. Are we all on for that? Yeah. So in the Book of Psalms, there's a there's this beautiful passage in Psalm 145 where it encourages us to really think about this. So as we, as we prepare ourselves to worship and praise our God this morning, why don't you stand? Why don't you stand with us? Um, we will be probably singing a bit more than normal and we'll be doing things different. So if you feel like you need to sit down, that's totally fine. If you feel like you need to kneel to pray, that's totally fine. We just want to create this space which allows us to really engage with our God. But Psalm 145 says this, I will exalt you my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commands your works to another. Tell of the mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And they will proclaim your great deeds. The celebrating an abundance of goodness. And joyfully singing of your righteousness. They tell of the power of your awesome works. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger. Rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All of your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and they speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy and in all his promises, he is faithful to all that he does. The Lord upholds those who fall. He lifts up those who have bowed down. The eyes of us are to look to Him. You give us food at the proper time. You open your hand and you satisfy the desires of every every living creature. Oh, the Lord is righteous in all of His ways. He is faithful in all that He does. The Lord is near to all who call on Him and all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears the cries and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. And this is the bit for us this morning. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever and ever. Let's worship our God this morning.
in all things because you are worthy because you are mighty Lord we love you we give you the praise that you deserve we turn our attention and our focus on you Lord may you receive the glory rich in power hallelujah what a saviour we bless your name Lord bless you again. Amen. Let's grab a seat. We're going to spend some time praying together. Well, he alone is worthy indeed, isn't he? Good morning, Crossroads. Uh, we're going to enter into a time of prayer now, reflective prayer. Uh, we're going to spend some time praying for our nation, for our church family, uh, for one another, for our world. Um, but before we do that, uh, I don't know about you, but one of the most helpful things I find uh, when it comes to my devotional life is if I'm feeling a little bit stuck or not sure where to go with the Lord, uh, I just start by worshipping Him. Uh, we know uh, how easy it is to come before him and have a list of things to request of him, but there's no better place to start than by glorifying him, focusing on who he is. So in a moment, uh, I'd like us just to um, spend some time praying together, uh, pretty much where you are, uh, in groups. Uh, but if you want to pray alone, that's fine. If you want to pray with one other person, that's okay too. So in a moment, I'll invite us to to turn around and to pray in small groups, uh, or as I said, alone, if, if, if that's the way that you feel the Lord is leading you to pray this morning. 
Uh, but Bus, just before we do that, I think um, it would be good just to focus on some of God's attributes. Uh, and so as I've been reading through the scriptures this morning, let me just encourage you with a few verses that I've read and uh, tried to summarize as to who God really is. So firstly, God is reliable. And uh, in Isaiah chapter 41, we read, My counsel shall stand. This is God speaking. And I will accomplish all my purpose. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. That's Isaiah 46. So God is reliable. Secondly, God is present. And he says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. So he's close enough, even holding our hand, uh, especially in times of uncertainty or unsureness. So God is reliable, God is present, but he's also merciful. And we read, uh, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Uh, some of us remember singing that in a song many years ago, Lamentations chapter 3, that is. So God is merciful. His mercies never come to an end. And finally, God is faithful. And in Hebrews chapter 3, we read, Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant, but Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house. Isn't that good? So he is faithful over us, basically. So let's just spend a few moments focusing on the Lord, praising him, thinking about his goodness, his attributes, and then uh, when I come back up, uh, I'll lead us in a final prayer before we move on, okay? So would you just spend a few moments praying, focusing on the Lord, worshipping him, coming before him. Give it everything you've got, pray together, pray alone if you want to, and then we'll continue on shortly. Thank you for praying. Feel free to continue on, but I'll just uh, I'll just close close with a prayer. Lord, in your word that we read that the earth is yours and everything in it, those and all who dwell in it. Lord, you originally created this world to be a good place, but this morning as we gather to lift up your name together, we're very mindful of living in a broken and a hurting place. And so, Lord, we pray for our world this morning. We pray for those that you have enabled to occupy positions of responsibility and leadership, that they would govern diligently and justly. We pray that they would make fair and equitable decisions on behalf of their peoples, such as in North Africa, where restrictions on the building of churches have been relaxed. We also bring before you hotspots of conflict and instability, especially Ukraine, we pray that suffering there will be alleviated, that grain supplies will again flow freely through the ports and reach those who are in greatest need of it. Thank you for the agencies that are bringing relief to the many displaced peoples crossing into neighbouring countries. And we know that many of your people are involved in organisations that are providing shelter, food, clothing and language support to many refugees from such, the, such as, a, as this conflict. We also bring before you the victims of extreme weather events suffering in many parts of the, of the world, destroying homes and property and taking lives. Please grant wisdom to those who are at the forefront of efforts to bring relief to those terribly affected by these unsettling events. And today, Lord, we come before you as a church family to pray for those among us who are also, also unwell and in need. You know exactly where each person is at, some are not able to be here with us today because of sickness. Please bring healing and restoration to them, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. We know that our health services are under great pressure at this time, so please grant those at the forefront of healthcare the capacity to keep going. We, we acknowledge their efforts before you today. And finally, Lord, as we pre prepare for Missions Month, we pray for our cross Crossroads Mission Partners. While many of our overseas-based partners returned to New Zealand in the last two years, others have been able to go back into the field. While some of our partners are currently reassessing their role, others are looking to head overseas. While potential mission partners are responding to your call 
to serve uh, in mission. Lord, to them and to all of us, you have given them, granted the ministry of reconciliation to a broken and a hurting world. Help us each not to lose heart in continuing to live as ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, as we continue on in our service this morning, remind us all not to throw away our confidence, which has a great reward. We pray all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we're here to serve. We love you, Lord. Amen. Hey, we're going we're gonna to continue um, worshipping our, our great God uh, through song. And then directly after this song, we're going we're gonna to hear the story of Jesus. Um, and Philip is going to come and read some scripture to us as well. Um, but now I just want to ask us just to draw our hearts and our attention to, to praising him like Tony has really engaged us into. Just focusing on that. And we're going to ask the wider Tapa to be here. Holy Spirit, come and be in this place. And we know he's here. We know he's here and we love to feel him afresh. So this morning I pray that we'll feel God's presence afresh this morning as we worship and we praise him.
your servants are listening. Of worship. Let's describe a scene as we we unpack the story of Jesus. And we hear what he did for us. And how beautiful and how wonderful our Savior is. Jesus had prophesied his death in the book of Matthew. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Jesus understood that his life would be required as a sacrifice for the sins of man. At the height of his ministry and miracles, many Jews came to believe in Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, Jewish leaders feared Jesus because of his growing followers. With the help of Judas Iscariot, Roman soldiers arrested Jesus and he was put on trial for claiming to be the king of the Jews. According to Roman law, the punishment for rebellion against the king was death by crucifixion. The Roman governor Pontius Pilate was reluctant when it came to punishment for Jesus. Pilate could find no wrong in Jesus, yet he wanted to give the people what they wanted, and that was the death of Jesus. Pilate washed his hands in front of the crowd to symbolise that he was not taking any responsibility for the bloodshed of Jesus, and then he handed Jesus over to be beaten and lashed. Jesus had a crown of thorns thrust on his head and made to carry his own cross along the pathway to the hill where he would be crucified. The location of Jesus' crucifixion was known as Calvary, which is translated place of a skull. Crowds gathered to mourn and watch Jesus' death. Jesus was nailed to the cross between two criminals and his sides pierced by a sword. While Jesus was mocked, one of the criminals asked Jesus to remember him, and Jesus responded, I truly tell you today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus then looked to heaven and asked God, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then he said, It is finished. Jesus faced the incredible task of laying down his life as a ransom for the world. The task was traumatic and overwhelming, but Jesus accepted it willingly. After hanging on the cross for three hours, Jesus finally gave up his own life. He was not helpless at the hands of those who crucified him. He alone had the authority to end his life. In Matthew 20, verse 28, says the son of man came to give his life as a ransom for many the crucifixion was jesus plan and it was his plan from before creation he's the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the earth but jesus death is still death though jesus submitted this doesn't mean everything was fine the author of life was murdered by evil men But Jesus yielded to the evil and injustice because he knew who was really in charge. Extraordinary events marked the death of Jesus. The sky was completely dark for three hours as he hung on the cross. At the moment of his last breath, the earth shook. The curtain in the temple was split from top to bottom. And the tombs of the saints opened and their bodies raised from the dead. The crucifixion of Jesus was part of God's plan from the very beginning of the birth of Jesus. The sin of mankind would require a sacrifice. The sinless life of Jesus was lived and given so that man could receive salvation and eternal life in heaven. 
1 Corinthians 11, 23-34 For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why so many among you are weak and sick and a number have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regards to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that he will, we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should eat all together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in your judgment. And when I come... I will give further directions. In the stillness of, of this moment, I, I just love that picture that Philip has painted for us. And when we see Jesus and the, the, the incredible task that he took upon himself. And I can't help but just pausing and thanking him for it. Jesus, you're so worthy. Thank you so much for the precious blood that was shed for each and every one of us. And we will worship you and we will praise you until you come again. Amen. Jesus didn't remain dead. He's alive. He's victorious. And he conquered the grave. We worship a great God who cares about each and every one of us. at his voice and trembles at his voice. Come on, let's sing. And how great
sings my soul. Then sings my soul.
We've worshipped God together through the declaring of that He is good through our praises, through the prayers that we have shared. We have heard that God is good through His Word and the sacrifice that He made. And now we're going to continue to worship Him through sharing and communion as we remember that sacrifice. And so you guys can take a seat for a moment. But as we beautifully heard read by Philippa, um, the Lord Jesus, He told us that, um, that we could take the bread and we could take the juice and in doing so we would remember his death and resurrection until the day that he returns and so if you are a follower of Jesus if you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and and rose again for your sins then this is an act that we're going to share in together but since we have the time to contemplate and worship this morning we will do this a little bit differently um, we will truly do it together and so first thing I want to want you to do um, as I was reading that passage that Philippa shared in First Corinthians, um, it talked about not doing this in an unholy manner. I'd just like to share with you um, what another how another translation uh, translation puts this. It says, "What you must solemnly realize is that every time you eat this bread and every time you drink this cup, you reenact your words and actions of the death of the Master." You will be drawn back to this meal again and again until the master returns. You must never let familiarity breed contempt. Anyone who eats the bread or drinks the cup of the master irreverently is like part of the crowd that jeered and spit on him at his death. Is that the kind of remembrance you want to be a part of? Examine your motives. Test your heart. Come to this meal in holy awe. And so what we want to do now is, in your own time, come forward and, and take the emblems the bread and the juice but but take a moment to just reflect why am i doing this what is the reason for this and just spend some time focusing in on who jesus is what he's done and and how big of a deal it is that we get to share in this together and then once you've done that um what i would encourage you to do is like we did when we prayed together is to to take communion with the people around you to pray together again praise god for what he has done i love how um Paul also wrapped up that passage. Um, again, in this other translation, he says, So my friends, when you come together to the Lord's table, be reverent and courteous with one another. There's this idea that this is not an act that is done alone. It is done in community. It is done together. And so let's just take some extended time now to, to take the elements, spend some time just reflecting on why we're really here and what we're, why we're doing this, to reflect on Jesus' death and resurrection. And then let's do it together. Let's not do this alone. Let's praise and worship him and, and share in communion together in our groups, and then we'll continue to worship. So let me just pray for this time. Lord, we are, we are so grateful for your sacrifice. We're blown away that you would go to such great extents to be connected to us and for us to know you personally. And we take that seriously, God. Um, we recognize that that is a big deal and, and is an act that changed all of humanity forever. And so I pray now, God, that as we spend some time with you, that you would reveal anything in our hearts that we need to let go of, anything that's getting in the way of, of truly spending some time with you and truly giving you the reverence that you deserve through communion. So I pray that you would speak to us in that. And thank you, Lord, that you give us community, that you give us the church, that this isn't a journey that we do alone, but that we do together. And as we reflect on your death and resurrection, we have others around us to support us and encourage us. God, I pray that as we um, spend time praying together, if there's any unconfessed sin or anything that uh, we feel we need to share before we can do this appropriately, that we would do that in our groups, in our families, whoever we're sitting with, Lord. Because um, that's why we have each other, is to be there for each other, support each other, uh, to help lift each other up to be more and more like you. Thank you for this this. Um, these symbols that you've given us, God, and so that we can continue to remember what you did, and we'll keep on doing that until you come. We've been doing it for 2,000 years, and we'll do it for another 2,000 if we have to, Lord. We are, we're just excited for you coming back, and we're so grateful for the sacrifice you made. And so we love you, and we thank you that you love us so much more, and we pray these things in your name. So in your own time, feel free to come and take the emblems. There's tables down here at the front and tables in the middle, and we'll spend some time together. And I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds 
His hands, His my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The By heavy storm, Messiah still and all alone. Go with your voices and prayers.
Lord, it has been so good to come and worship you this morning, to sing your praises, to hear of your good news, to remember what you did for us through communion, to pray together, to confess to one another, Lord. It's, it's been a beautiful time. Thank you for being with us, leading us through it. It's, it's, I talk about it often, Lord. It's the crazy thing that we come here to, to praise and worship you, and yet you come in and you help us do it. Um, we just can't outgive you, God. We just can't um, pour out lo- more love than you can pour out on us. And we're just, we're just blown away by that. And so thank you for this time to be with you this morning. Thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. May we go out of this place not keeping that to ourselves, but wanting to share that with others and, and allowing others to come to know the incredible love that you give, Lord. And so we just so, we're so thankful for this time.
and and we thank you for your grace and your mercy to be with us we know we don't deserve it but but we're so so thankful for it we love you and we pray these things in your name amen amen